Well, hello, I'm Dr. Shante Haynes with Heart to Heart Truth Ministries, and it truly is my pleasure to bring you this message today. We are still in the Treat Me Right series, and we're really going to be talking about in this part is for my good and his glory. It's for my good and his glory. It's all about how you want to really treat me, how you want to greet me. It, we're going to talk about a lot. But before we jump into that, let's bow. Most gracious and heavenly Father God, we thank you. We thank you that we're in relationship with you. And in that relationship, God, you call us into question. You call us and challenge us to be better than we've been yesterday. You call us to be more and more like Jesus. So today, as we look at your message, we look at your word, we look at what you're speaking directly to us, help us to not only take it in, ingest it, but help us to then process it and make a change. God, we're going to bless you always, honor you always. It truly is in Jesus' name that we do pray and give you thanks. Amen. Well, today we're going to go to three different passages of scripture. Again, this is the Treat Me Right series, and I hope you have been enjoying it. If you have missed any of them before, please go back and listen to those because I want you to treat me right, and I know you want to be treated right as well. So today we're going to 1 Peter chapter number 5, verse 14, very simply says, greet one another with a kiss of love. Peace to all of you who are in Christ. Greet one another. Now, this is also identified for us, this greeting, in Romans, the 16th chapter and the 16th verse, as well as 2 Corinthians, the 13th chapter and the 12th verse, and 1 Corinthians chapter number 16, verse 20. Paul uses it quite frequently as he closes out his messages, but Peter also used it. Greet each, greet one another with a kiss of love. And then we're also going to go to 1 Peter chapter number four, verse nine, say be, that says, be hospitable to one another without complaining. We're going to talk about that. And then the last one that I'm going to today is 1 John chapter number one, verse seven. This is, but if we walk in the light as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son cleanses us from all sin. In this Treat Me Right series, we have to recognize that there's some things that we are supposed to do and it's how we treat people. It's our attitude. It's our greeting. It's our staying with them. It's our being able to handle the sunshine and the rain. All of that and it's how we treat one another that is going to determine not only our outcome, but theirs as well. It shows our character, it shows our nature, it shows our heart, it also shows what we need to do differently. There's a song that uh, in the middle of it, it says, they will know we are Christians by our love. How we treat one another, how we get along, if you would. Well, in that first passage that I read was dealing with greetings. Greet one another with a kiss of love. When we say greet, if you look it up in the Greek, it says it's to recognize, to acknowledge, to embrace, and to salute one another. I want you to embrace me. I want you to receive me initially with love, not with hypocrisy, not with trying to figure me out, not with contention, not with argumentative structures. I want you to treat me like I am what I would say is accept me 
as the best part of me and let me prove you wrong. Maybe that's it. The problem is here, if we are going to be seen as Christians, if they're going to know us by our love, we have to be willing to treat people on the outside and the inside, right? Whether they're on the outside of the church or the inside of the church, it is our responsibility to then treat people right. Now, I'm going to say this uh, from the very beginning, how you engage with others is going to determine whether they want to be a part of what you're a part of or even be in your company going forward. If they're on the outside of the church, answer this question. Why would they want to even have anything to do with us if we're acting ugly, if we're acting nastily, if we are disingenuous, if we are conniving, if we are creepy, if we are cray cray, why would they want to have anything to do with us? And if we are here to build the kingdom on a regular basis, and many people are not reading the Bible, they're reading our lives. If we're going to do that, we have to treat people. We have to greet them with the spirit of love. Did Jesus greet the woman that was caught in adultery? Did he say, oh, you are condemned, you sinner, get away from me? No, he didn't say that. He sat back, allowed them to give their accusations. And then he said, he without sin cast the first stone and then turned to her and said, where are your accusers? Go and sin no more. He used grace. Yes, it was truth. But he did not condemn her from the beginning. He did not berate her. He did not rail her. He did not throw railing accusations. He greeted her in love. The woman at the well, as he was meeting her, she was looking for something temporary, something that was going to satisfy that need, that thirst right then. And he was willing to give her eternity and something that was going to last for the rest of her life. He greeted her. Not saying, hey, I know where you, you spent last summer. I know what you were doing last week. I know who you were laying up with. He didn't say any of that from the very beginning. He just said, simply give me a drink. Greeting one another as we first see them is going to be important. Our words matter. Our attitude matters. The way we receive people does matter. Now, I will say this, that it's not that I'm accepting your behavior. What I am doing is I am tolerating the fact that I know you are on a journey, just like all of us are on a journey. But sometimes I have to admit, and you have to admit that sometimes we treat strangers better than we treat family. And that should not be so. In other words, we give them more of our time when we won't spend time with our children or we won't spend time with our spouse or our significant other. We spend time outside of the home doing more things with everybody else. And we need to get that back in balance. Our first ministry is at home. In many instances also, we are more willing to give our gifts to the world or our abilities to the world that God has given to us and we won't do it in the church. I'm just going to come real with you today. That's how we treat people incorrectly, if you would. We need to reprioritize what we are doing. We want to do everything for our good and for his glory, for their good and for God's glory. We're building the kingdom and our greeting should be one of love. When we initially meet you, it should be one of love. But I also 
want to talk about the fact that from the inside of the church, we need to make sure we treat people right there too. Not that you're a stranger, but I've come into fellowship with you. And we're going to talk about that fellowship, but I've come into some type of relationship. I have to remember that we're all on a journey. We weren't born sinless. No, the Bible records for us that we were born in sin and shaped in iniquity. Hmm. That's exactly what we have been. We don't have to teach our children how to sin or lie or cheat or, or find out that uh, who did that, who broke the lamp. I don't know. That I don't know person is always in everybody's house. We don't have to teach them to say that. We have to teach them to be honest, to have values, to treat others appropriately, to not say mine, 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 but recognize that sharing is important. Hmm. We have to remember that we're all on a journey and you did not wake up and pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. Somebody else was there to help you along. Somebody else was there to teach you and train you and instruct you and just walk with you and show the ministry of presence in some instances in your dark valleys as well as on your mountaintops. We're all on a journey. That means that inside the church, there should be no exploitation, no manipulation, no, I'm walking around like I've been sucking on pickle juice. If the love of Jesus is in your heart, it ought to show up on your face. I'm just saying, you shouldn't look like you've been sucking on lemons or pickle juice, that you got a sour attitude. If you can't treat people right, go in your closet, go in your secret place, go ask God to then take over because you have got something sour and dead on the inside and he needs to create in you a clean heart. Oh God, and renew a right spirit. That means that we need to have a pause for pettiness. The trivial stuff, let's not just get upset with one another. No, we need to speak the same thing, that have the same mind, and that is the mind of Christ. Jealousy must cease because God has placed each and every one of us here for a reason. That means that you've got some gifts and talents and the blessings that he has blessed you with are really there for me. You bless me with what you, the gifts that you have been given, and I get to bless you in return. So we need to recognize that both inside and outside of the church, I've got a responsibility because the same people that I can help are the same ones that I can hurt and I don't want to cause hurt to the kingdom. So very quickly, I want to just jump into the fact that not only do we greet one another when we first meet them, we recognize them, we acknowledge them, we embrace them, we receive them. But he also says in 1 Peter 4, as I read that, we're supposed to be hospitable without complaining. In other words, we have kindness to strangers. We're welcoming people in. We're not pushing them out. We're not ostracizing. We're not being, um, hmm, what is the right word? We're not creating factions. We're not having parity. We're not just choosing certain people and being mean girls when we want to be. No, we want to be welcoming to everyone. And we're not going to complain about the fact that they came over. You know, sometimes we could be hospitable, but then recognize hospitality is not my gift. 
uh, everybody came over, but they didn't bring anything. They didn't help clean up. They didn't wash the dish. They didn't, you know, clean up their mess that they made. And then we all upset later on. No, we got to work on that hospitality that we do. So whether they're coming into your church location, into the congregation, or whether they're coming into your home, we have to do things without complaining. If we invite them, we're just going to have a good attitude until they leave. And if they help, we appreciate it. If they don't, we accept that too and know that they're still on their journey to what they're going to do. We treat others as the Bible says, we do unto others as we would have them do unto us. So as much as lies within you, live peaceably with all men. But I also want to go to the fellowship side in 1 John 1 and 7, as I, I read that, if we are to walk in the light, then we are going to have fellowship one with the other. That word means partnership. We're going to share. We're going to break bread, if you would. We're going to have communion together. We will commune together. And we want to do that. They are going to know that this is how we act, that we are a part of the kingdom. You are my brother or my sister in Christ because of the way I treat you and how I fellowship with you. I forsake not the assembling of myself together with you. Bedside Baptist is not the only place that I'm going to be. I can pick up the phone and have a conversation. I can meet you for, for lunch or for dinner. I can do those things because I want to then partner with you and partner for your good. I'm going to help you along the way. I want to make sure that if I have something that can bless you, I'm going to use it to bless you. I'm not going to hinder you or bring you down because God's got enough for all of us. So very quickly, three things that I just want to remind you of as we're looking at the fact that it is for my good and for his glory as I treat you right. <clears throat> Number one, meet me with expectation and grace. Meet me. When you first meet me, meet me with expectation that it's going to be a good relationship. And then also give me grace for the space that I'm in. Grace for where I am, knowing that I'm not all that I'm going to be, but there is so much more on the inside. And that if you stick around, if you nurture that, if you pour into that, then you will also be blessed by it. Not only will I be blessed because it's for my good, but you will too. Secondly, receive me with positivity and forgiveness. Oh, don't be negative or nasty. No complaining, remember, but kindness. We're going to do that as we then allow people into our spaces. Now we recognize everybody can't come into every single room. No, I'm not saying that. Everybody doesn't have access. 24-7 access for sure is out. But when we do allow them access, we're going to do it with a positive attitude, um, positive mental state, expecting the best. And we're going to be willing to forgive. Just like he told Peter, when Peter said, well, how often should I forgive my brother? He said 70 times seven. He goes, in other words, forever and ever and ever. He can do it all of those times in the same day. And you need to be willing to not carry that weight of responsibility, that burden on your shoulders to try to make them pay for something that they cannot even have the ability in many instances to pay back. So instead, forgive. We are commanded to forgive. But number three, we're going to partner with me for my good and for his glory. In other words, we're going to share. We're going to work together. 
we're going to come alongside. If we are co-laborers with Christ, we can also be partners with those that are in the body of Christ. So let's get on one accord. Let's do it for our good, for the good of the others, but also for the glory of God. Let's bow. Most gracious Father, God, we thank you for what you have given us and our relationship that we have with you. Thank you, Lord, that we can commune with you at any time. That 24 hours a day, seven days a week, you are so available to us. And your desire is to fix the flaws that we have on the inside for us to build the character that we need to have so that we would look more and more like Jesus so that the world will be able to see you and see you through us and then come to know who you are and enter into relationship with you. And Lord, we don't wanna be a hindrance to any of that. So we're asking God, clean us up on the inside. And just as David said, creating us a clean heart, oh God, renew a steadfast spirit on the inside. We're believing, oh God, that we want to walk like you and talk like you and act like you. And we want to be able to draw others in. So for that, God, we do bless you. But at the same time, God, we recognize that we fall short. And even in our falling short, we recognize that we are not treating others or possibly have not treated others that we've come in contact with in the best light. Forgive us of the, that sin of not receiving them well. Forgive us for not forgiving them because you told us that if we would forgive them, you would forgive us. God, we're asking that you will clean our slate again, but help us to then receive others the way you would see them. Help us to see them through the eyes of the cross. Help us to allow them access where you say access should be given. Help us to then feed them with a long handle spoon, Lord, when we're supposed to. Help us to walk away and exit when we're supposed to as well. But God, while they're in our presence, while you have us connected together, help us to do it for our good, for their good, and for your glory. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Father, we're just asking that you clean us up and that you allow us to work well with one another. We're going to bless you always, God. We're going to honor you always, for it truly is in Jesus' name that we do pray and give you thanks. Amen. Well, God bless you. I know this is kind of challenging in many instances because we recognize that we might not have treated others right in the past, but today is a new day. Today is a new day, and this is the day that you are going to make that change. Put a smile on your face, put love in your heart, and then open your hands to serve others as we continue to move forward, looking more and more like Christ. I'm Dr. Shante Haynes with Heart to Heart Truth Ministries. It truly is my pleasure to help you put feet to your faith so that you can walk victoriously. Have an absolutely fantastic rest of the day. You can find us online at shantahaynes.com. That's C-H-O-N-T-A-H-A-Y-N-E-S.com. We are a division of Heart to Heart Truth Ministries and Heart to Heart Truth Foundation. Donations are welcome at shantahaynes.com backslash foundation. At Heart to Heart Truth Ministries, we're helping believers live an abundant life based on God's word, 
standing on his promises, walking out his principles, sharing with God's people, serving as unto the Lord.